You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the middle of the week, so it's time for a Locked On crossover. Locked On Titans host Terry Lambert joins us for this one. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast. Thanks for diving into Locked On Texans, your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. The Texans put starting cornerback Kevin Johnson on IR officially. They signed cornerback Sharice Wright. We'll tell you a little bit about him possibly later this week. And with the injury to right tackle Chantrell Henderson, the Texans are expected to move tackle Roderick Johnson from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. And it's a good time to bring Terry Lambert in because, Terry, you guys are dealing with a lot of question marks as well. What's your situation? I know you've got Taylor Luan, and we're still waiting for word on Marcus Mariota. It couldn't have gone any worse on Sunday for the Titans. Uh, You have the whole lightning delay deal. Longest game in NFL history. You start at, at high noon. You don't finish until after seven. And then after all that, you lose your your quarterback is knocked out of the game. Uh, your left tackle is knocked out of the game. And so it, it's just a uh, it, it was brutal. Uh, so I think uh, and then, of course, Delaney Walker dislocated his ankle and he's lost for the year. So um, it couldn't have gone much worse. I, I think the Mariota injury is not serious. It, it sounded like it was a nerve deal. Uh, he he couldn't have feeling in, in his hands. He couldn't grip the football, which kind of explains uh, his play after he returned from injury. Uh, and, and we still don't know about Taylor Lewan. He's in the concussion protocol. So uh, plenty of questions. You know, Jack Conklin, the right tackle, is, is still recovering from that ACL injury in the playoffs last year. Uh, there's a chance he could go, but I, I wouldn't count on it. So uh, Houston's tech, catching Tennessee at a great time. What did you think of Mariota before he went down? I mean, we're still kind of waiting to gauge where Mariota. I still don't know what to think of Mariota at this point. Uh, and, and and now, you know, he he could be, uh, you know, a little hobbled uh, for this game. Well, in the first quarter, it, it was great. Uh, he put it right on Taewon Taylor on a 30-yard wheel route, uh, and Taewon Taylor dropped it. So, you know, people people forget that, for one, because there was a seven-hour delay, and it happened seven hours ago, so – uh, nobody really paid attention really to that. To that. So, so. Uh, I, I didn't think it was bad. It was it was more of the quick passing game. Uh, didn't really get to see you know too much of the offense. Saw about three drives before he got banged up. So uh, I, I really think the hand injury it, it really messed him up. That that throw on the interception was bad. So um, I I think we're dealing with a team here that just doesn't have a lot of chemistry. And Marcus Mariota is a big part of that. Just with the injuries that happened to the receiving core and training camp. Well, Brian's joining us uh, as well. He just joined into the conversation. But uh, Delaney Walker, what does that mean, the loss of him to the Titans? It's huge. Uh, the Titans run a lot of two tight end sets, uh, and Delaney was obviously the anchor of that. Uh, just kind of a guy that did it all. Uh, you, you know, you didn't tip your hand when he was out there. He, he can block. He can r- receive with the best of them. Uh, so now you're talking about a guy in Jonu Smith who's not a great blocker coming in and filling that role. Uh, I, I just don't know if he can do it all right off the bat. So you're going to be leaning on guys like uh, underactive free agent Anthony Ferkser. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's Luke Stocker is the other guy there. They signed Michael Pruitt. I don't know how uh, up to speed he's going to be, but uh, that's a big blow to the Titans team. Uh, and it, it, it just sucks because Delaney is such a great guy. 
uh, kind of peaking at late in his career. Uh, so you just hate to see it happen to a guy like that. As you watch the Titans in preseason and Mike Vrabel uh, do what he does as a head coach, what did you think? Not a whole lot because Mike Vrabel didn't show us anything in the preseason. So I uh, really only saw uh, what, maybe four drives with the first team. Uh, so really did not get a sense at all for how he's going to be as a head coach. He kept everything very vanilla, of course. Um, but, yeah, that was one question mark we had going into last week. Uh, we, we, we still just don't know who this team is. We still don't with, with all the injuries that, that occurred. Uh, but, yeah, we learned nothing in the preseason. Vrabel kind of gave off the, the idea that preseason was meaningless, and he just kind of treated it as a way to evaluate the back end of his roster. Going into this game, what do you feel like with the Texans and, and what problems they're going to pose with uh, Taylor Lewan and, and some of the offensive linemen uh, dealing with J.J. Watt? What are you seeing for this? Yeah, that, that defensive front against potentially a Titans offensive line without its two tackles. Uh, that's bad news with the banged up quarterback. So, um, I honestly, uh, not not too much hope there. Uh, I think they're going to have to do some unique things with Marcus Mariota. They're going to have to lean on the run game. They're going to have to lean on on Deion Lewis in the quick passing game. You're going to see a lot of screens. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to keep Marcus Mariota in the pocket. And you switch over to the other side of the ball. Of course, Deshaun Watson. You know what he did to us uh, last year in Houston. Uh, that, that game was, it got out of hand quick. Uh, so Titans have revamped their secondary and, you know, with the Malcolm Butler signing, uh, of course, Kenny Stills got behind Butler, uh, for a big touchdown, uh, late in that Miami game. So concerns there, uh, Butler has kind of been susceptible to the deep ball. So uh, I think Houston's going to be able to attack deep. Uh, I, I think Vrabel's going to have to blitz more. They're, they're still not getting pressure. Uh, with kind of an aging pass rush there. They still don't have Harold Landry in the in the mix yet. So I think you're going to see an aggressive game plan and lots of man-on-man coverage. Still no point spread for this game. I guess they're still waiting to confirmation on Marcus Mariota. But if you believe strongly in some of the other NFL games this week, I'm talking to you, our listeners, you should check out mybookie.ag. Let me tell you, where you're betting at, it's just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why... I recommend mybookie.ag. It's been in the business for years. Their reputation is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses so right off the bat. You're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days and you'll have your cash. I would recommend uh, no service more highly to my listeners. That's, and it's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie. You win and they pay. Join now. And my bookie will match your deposit with a 100% up to 100% bonus. Use promo code locked on and visit mybookie.ag. That's locked on. You know what that stands for. Just download the app through the App Store or Google Play. Again, it's mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. All right, back with Terry Lambert on the Locked On crossover from Locked On Titans. Uh, Brian, you there? You got something for us? Yeah, I just wanted to think of uh, what the, as far as, and, and, and nice to join. Uh, thanks so much. Just having a little technical issues, but glad I'm connected with you, Terry. Uh, good to talk to you. Uh, first and foremost, just wanted to know what do you think about Matt LaFleur's play calls, you know, coming out of the uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, offense, which was pretty darn productive last season. Uh, was there anything that you noticed that was different uh, versus the offensive play calls from last season? 
I think the biggest thing was, and again, we, we haven't seen too much. We saw a quarter and a half of Mariota here, um, but he, he took what the defense gave him. You know, Miami lined up 10 yards off the ball. Uh, Marcus literally turned around and threw it to Corey Davis and, and got eight yards. So uh, just taking those little plays, uh, that that's a big deal. Uh, so I, I liked what they did in the run game. Uh, a lot of play action early on. Um, you know, they took that deep shot with Taewon Taylor. So I saw a lot of positives in that first quarter of play. Uh, still just don't have the, uh, don't have the necessary sample size to really judge it right now. Uh, but at least in that first quarter, uh, it, it was pretty fun to watch. And, and, you know, Deion Lewis, Deion Lewis looked great. Uh, and I thought the offensive line, the interior offensive line looked great. So the zone running looked pretty good. Uh, Derrick Henry seems to be lagging behind just a little bit. Uh, to, to Deion Lewis right now. So uh, that's interesting going forward and hope I can get a, a better look at it this Sunday. What type of a year do you think that Gerald Casey is going to have? Is it going to be a defensive player type of the year type uh, type of season that you're going to see out of him? You know, he's off to a pretty solid start and, you know, there's a lot of room for him to improve, but that's the main guy I'm worried about uh, as far as pass rush goes uh, this coming Sunday. Well, Casey is never going to win player of the year. He just never gets the respect. You know, you see the the NFL top 100 list come out every offseason. He's somewhere in the 80s every year. So uh, I think he's right up there at the top, you know, maybe in that next tier under the Aaron Donalds of the world. So, uh, but yeah, that guy is a unique player, uh, really kind of short and squatty, but uh, he can move with the best of him. You know, he's got some of the best agility I've ever seen on a defensive lineman. So, uh, he can really wreck a game plan uh, simply with his quickness. So uh, with a struggling pass rush, you know, you know Brian Arakpo, Derek Morgan, uh, getting up there in age, you know, Harold Landry's hurt right now. Uh, Titans need him to come on and be disruptive in the interior. What improvements do you think need to be made as far as what you saw from week one? I know you talked a little bit about it, but what was the most glaring out of you that you said, hey, this needs to be changed really quick or else this season is going to be shot? Well, unfortunately, uh, the miscommunications were still there. Uh, you saw a lot of that last year with, out of Mike Malarkey. Uh, you know, Mar- Marcus Mariota not being on the same page with his receivers. Uh, it seemed like every time an option route was ran, uh, Corey Davis would go one way or Rashard Matthews would go another and Marcus Mariota would throw it another way. So it's just they don't seem to be on the same page yet. Uh, I just, again, I think it's a chemistry thing. Uh, Rashard Matthews played his first game. He skipped all of training camp, didn't play in the preseason. So, uh, you know, Corey Davis missed time. The, the offensive line has been banged up. The Titans have been really banged up. So they just haven't played together as a unit. Uh, I think the communication stuff will work itself out. But uh, that just kind of brought up some some bad memories for us as, as Titans fans sitting there watching that. So, uh, two picks for Mariota is obviously unacceptable, but I, I'm gonna. I, I think we have to chalk that up to the the, the nerve uh, issue in his elbow, which he kind of alluded to after the game. And on the flip side of that, what do you think you were doing well that was an improvement over last season? I think running the football. I think you saw late in that in, in the second half there, they got things going with Deion Lewis, and Deion Lewis is a back that the Titans hadn't had uh, really since. Uh, I guess Chris Johnson, uh, you know, Derrick Henry is, is a unique guy. Uh, he's a home run hitter and, and it's real strange to say that considering his size, but 
doesn't really run well through the tackles, at least to me. But Deion Lewis, his quickness, you know, his agility, his ability to find that hole uh, and, and sift through the trash is something the Titans hadn't had. So uh, average 4.7 yards per carry and, and really got the bulk of the of the inside work in the second half. So that was a little bit surprising. Uh, that was totally the opposite of what they did with in, in the first half with Derrick Henry. So uh, Deion Lewis is a guy to keep on, keep an eye on on Sunday. Blaine Gabbert was 11 for 22 in this one um, for you guys when he came in. What did you think of him in the short stint this time? And just overall, where do you put him among the backup quarterbacks around the NFL? Like, do you see top third, middle third, bottom third? What do you think? Gabbert is an interesting guy because he, he'll he make a throw and, and you'll be like, okay, I, I see why this guy was picked where he was. And then he'll, the very next play – uh, he won't even be close, and he'll hit a linebacker square in the eye. So uh, <laughs> he's a kind of a frustrating guy to watch. So I think he's somewhere right in the middle of the pack, you know. And there's a reason he was he went unsigned for for a while in free agency. But uh, considering where the Titans were last year with Matt Castle, that's a huge upgrade because I think Matt Castle was at the bottom of the barrel as, in terms of backup. So uh, good job by the Titans of upgrading at that position. Uh, didn't pay him too too much money. So um, he, he's a guy that can go win you a game, and he can certainly lose you the game. You never know what you're going to get. Better than Matt Castle also because he can move a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let me, let, let's uh, talk a little bit about um, maybe what you thought about some of the other surprises around the NFL or anything that uh, caught your eye in the division, anything like that in just a bit. But uh, fantasy football is underway. We've got two fantasy football shows to help you out. Locked on Fantasy Football 24-7. Gives you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury news. Locked on Fantasy Football is now on Locked on Fantasy Football Experts with amazing guests every day. Uh, Monday, it's Tom Kessenich. Tuesdays, Eric Edholm. Wednesdays, Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lackner. And check out our new Locked on Fantasy lineup uh, as part of the Locked on Podcast Network, the Locked on Fantasy Football shows. Definitely worth a listen. All right, Terry, uh, anything surprise you from uh, either the division, um, what you saw from Andrew Luck, the numbers that he put up? I think it was like he was 39 of 53, something like that. Uh, how bad Deshaun was or anything within the division or just uh, overall NFL league-wide? Well, I think you got to start with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, that dude was just loading up and, and dropping bombs on the Saints. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I thought that Saints defense was was a lot better than that. So to see him dialing things up, you know, we're pretty familiar with with Fitzpatrick. So uh, that was that was fascinating to see. Uh, and the Colts, the Colts hung in uh, tougher with the Bengals than I thought they would. Uh, I just didn't I didn't think uh, I, I just didn't know what to expect out of Luck. Uh, but unfortunately for everyone else in this division, he looks like the same old guy to me. So. Uh, Colts, this division, man, it's, uh, suddenly the Titans are, are looking like, uh, they could be at the bottom of the barrel once again, if they don't get things figured out, um, because Andrew Luck, you know, a, a good quarterback cures all, even though I don't think that defense is very good. Yeah. I was wondering what you, what you were thinking as far as uh, prediction goes, who, who do you think is going to win the division? It's been, I think it's been a long time since we, we talked, I don't know if, uh, and a lot of the moves have been made. Who do you think wins the AFC South? It pains me to say this, but Jacksonville in that defense, you know, I was watching that, that Giants game because we were delayed. Uh, 
they just find ways. It, it just seems like the, the games just fall into their laps, and that defense just finds a way to create turnovers. Uh, it's obviously going to be pretty volatile with uh, with uh, Blake Bortles playing quarterback back there. Uh, so you're going to lose some games due to that. But I think overall, I, maybe the most consistent thing in this division is, is that Jacksonville defense. So, uh, you know, honestly, my honest opinion of Houston is – I think Deshaun Watson will show some regression. It just seems to happen uh, to, to sophomore quarterbacks. The, the league seems to catch up a little bit. Uh, and then with, the Titans are a total wild card at this point. So uh, rough schedule ahead for the Titans. But, uh, it, you know, gun to my head, I'd have to say Jacksonville right now. You signed Kenny Vaccaro uh, to, you know, your, your your safeties, and you've got him, you know, helping out with uh, Kevin Byard. I mean, how do you think that uh, Kenny has worked out so far? Because, you know, I kind of was wanting to, for us to go that way to sign him because, you know, for a long time he was just sitting out there waiting for someone uh, to sign him. But how much does he shore up that secondary with him being in the fold? Well, it's it's pretty strange because the Titans got an upgrade when Jonathan Cyprian went down with the, the injury in training camp. Uh, so you, it's just crazy that a guy like that was on the market and available uh, he was uh, he was just waiting for the right spot to open up, and, and lo and behold, there he is. Uh, so I, I think the Titans definitely got an upgrade there. He's uh, he, he's cut from the same cloth as, as Cyprian, but he offers you a little more in terms of uh, man coverage, and, at least in the short area. So uh, I don't think you want him covering a, a playing center field, uh, but I think he's got more ability in pass coverage uh, than Jonathan Cyprian did. And as far as the direction uh, of the franchise, uh, you know, Bud Adams is, you know, long passed away and looks like uh, his daughter's kind of running things now. How do you think in the future as far as this franchise is steered for? I mean, are they are they seriously looking at trying to win or trying to assemble the best talent? Are they trying to just keep everything under you know, a, a certain parameter as far as how much they want to spend? You know, every team's goal is to win the Super Bowl, but are they? You think that they're walking the walk and talking the talk by hiring Mike Vrabel, hiring you know, you know uh, Matt Lafleur to uh, run the offense, you know, bringing in players to help out? Do you think they're honestly doing everything they can to get to that goal? If you had asked me that question five years ago, I would have said no, uh, just because there was a, a lot of turmoil there, and I don't know that there was a clear direction. But uh, Amy Adams Strunk has really uh, taken ownership of this team. Uh, so she's really stepped up to the plate. You saw that with the the u- new uniform design, uh, and then you know giving John Robinson the freedom to say, "Hey, we need to go fire Mike Malarkey because this isn't going to work." Even though you just want a playoff game, that that's big time to me, uh, and that shows commitment to me. So I, I think uh, it, it, you also look at a guy like like Malcolm Butler, you know, signing that huge deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's something the Titans haven't done. That, that Titans don't sign big name free agents. They did that. So uh, I'm seeing plenty of signs of commitment there. Uh, Nashville is booming. Uh, so I think they're in a really good spot to to kind of explode here. All right, let's hear it. What's going to happen in this one? Uh, who's going to win this game? You figure it's going to be high scoring, low scoring. What do you think? Texans go on the road and, and win. Um, I I just think the Titans are too banged up. You know, I, I'm as I'm as real as they come. I, I just don't see too many ways that the Titans win this game. You know, replacing Delaney Walker, 
potentially out two tackles, uh, banged up Marcus Mariota. Matt LaFleur is going to have to put one heck of a game plan together uh, to, to beat this Texans uh, front seven. So uh, I don't have much confidence. I'll, I'll put a number on it. I'll, I'll go 31-20. All right. Well, that sounds good. I'm sure the Texans listeners <laughs> love that one. Uh, thanks so much for doing this, Terry. Uh, it's always fun to catch up with you. Anytime. I'll talk to you all a little later. Thanks, Terry. We'll finish things off. Just a reminder that uh, uh, Texans also made a couple of other moves. Brian Gain uh, continues to sign Buffalo Bills, former Buffalo Bills, where he was at last year. Quarterback Breon Borders, wide receiver Malachi. I don't know if I'm getting the pronunciation right. Dupree or Dupre to the practice squad, uh, both uh, from the Bills, uh, former Buffalo Bills players. So uh, he continues to to go to his old franchise, just like Rick Smith used to go to the Broncos. Uh, last couple of things, just uh, before we wrap it up, if you're enjoying Locked On Texans, tell your friends, let them know they can find us on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, iTunes, most anywhere you'll find your favorite podcast. Support our free content by sharing the links to our show with your social media followers. And take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Email us at LockedOnTexans at mail.com. We want you to be part of the conversation. You can get more of our content on LockedOnTexans.com. Our writers, Andy Rio, Charlie Gutierrez, Brandon Gimple, and Calvin Crawford doing a great work over there. You can find Brian's writing on the Texans, Astros, and Rockets on HouseOfHouston.com. And if you want to hear my thoughts on the Rockets and the Astros, listen to Houston Sports Talk, the podcast. It's in all those same places, Coast RG Seal, and I have fun with that one. Some fantastic guests over there as well. That's all we got for this one. We'll keep trucking this week. Stay tuned for more Locked On Texans coming at you daily. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 